0: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network.
1: Uh, is our guy, Tyler Morales. Is Tyler here with us right now? Tyler, cutting video. Hello, Tyler. Hello. Uh, Tyler, what's going on with Shohei Otani right now for the Los Angeles Angels? Here, he's, he's had a pretty nice day.
2: Yeah, so they had a doubleheader today. First game, casually throws a complete game shutout against the Tigers, and the next game, the second one of the doubleheader, lead, had a leadoff home run his first at bat, and then he hits another one. So he has two home runs and the complete game shutout so far, and the game's still going on. So he might have a third by the uh, by the end of the show.
1: Uh, so the Angels have decided they're not, oh, not. So the homers and the homers are
2: the shutout weren't in the same game week.
1: Yeah, what a loser. What's Shohei Otani ever done? Do it in the same game, and then we'll respect you, Shohei, you jerk. Uh, The Angels have decided not only just to keep Shohei, but also to be buyers of the deadline, acquiring Lucas Diolito and Reynaldo Lopez yesterday from the Chicago White Sox. Jake is standing by. We will talk with Jake in the Power Hour next hour about Shohei Otani and what this means and if there's any bets to be made with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, of North America, of Planet Earth, of the Milky Way Galaxy. That's coming up next hour here on the show, along with all our bets for tonight <laughs> and the little whatever you prefer with our pal Tyler Morales. Uh, let's continue the wide receiver and tight end conversation here in the, uh, the AFC and NFC West. Uh, we talked a little bit about Travis Kelsey. I gave a thought on Devontae Adams. I don't have a ton to offer on Keenan Allen, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. I'm not really bullish on the Broncos receiving core, but I, I guess like one of these guys could kind have of a really nice year. I'd bank on Judy. Also, his yardage prop is almost 200 yards higher than Cortland Sutton. Uh, the NFC West will. We did DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Jackson Smith and Jigba a little earlier. So let's talk the other four receiver props that we have right now. There are no Debo Samuel props. There are no Brandon Ayuk props right now, but we do have George Kittle. We've got Tyler Higbee and Cooper Cup for the Los Angeles Rams, and we have Marquise Hollywood Brown for the Arizona Cardinals. Hollywood, uh, 799 and a half receiving yards. Cooper Cup, 1,224 and a half receiving yards to go along with 10 and a half receiving touchdowns. Tyler Higbee, 500 and a half receiving yards, and George Kittle, 724 and a half receiving yards and five and a half touchdowns for For George Kittle, Uh, Hollywood Cup, Higby Kittle, anything stand out?
2: I mean, the Hollywood number is a little intriguing in terms of the over because he's their main guy. Kyler could play as, I mean, there's a chance Kyler doesn't play a snap this season if the the Cardinals are really tanking, but um, there's some belief in Arizona that they, that they, that, 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 um, that, Kyler, that they want Kyler to play um, and that they like Kyler. I don't know, man. I think I would lean towards the over on Hollywood Brown just because got, somebody's got to catch the ball, and they might have to throw I don't know how many times a game because the defense won't be very good either. So I uh, would lean towards the over on on Hollywood. The Cooper Cup number is just way, 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 way too high to even mess with, 1,225 yards. It's ridiculous. Um, Kittle over five-and-a-half touchdowns. I mean, I think he had that in the final three weeks of the season, which is – you know, if, yeah, if they keep games, right? focusing on he'll him he'll like, like that, he'll,
1: he'll, he'll have a game where he goes yeah, like two like, for 17, and then the next week, we go for like six, 120, and like three touchdowns.
2: Yes, but like it, it was all with Brock Purdy, too, right? You know, so like if Brock Purdy is starting week one, does he start looking at Kittle early and often? Does Kyle Shanahan scheme up Kittle, uh, Kittle stuff to make it easier on Brock Purdy? I, I think that's entirely possible. So I kind of like the over on Kittle uh, receiving. um, Uh, Touchdowns, And then I would look at Hollywood Brown over, but it feels really, really gross.
1: Yeah, so I want to talk about Hollywood for a second Um, because out of all these NFC West pass catcher props, um, whether it's receivers or tight ends, I think the Hollywood number is the one to me that stands out the most. Now, we have had jokes about Hollywood Brown in the past, uh, calling him Sacramento Brown, calling him Anaheim Brown, calling him Tucson Brown, calling him Phoenix Brown. Uh, But I think this year that he'll be Hollywood Brown. Because even if Colt McCoy were the quarterback for 17 games this year, let's say Kyler Murray never came back this year for Arizona. Kyler Murray's on the shelf the entire year. Here's Colt McCoy for 17 games. First off, the Cardinals are going to have the number one pick in the draft, if that's the case. They might anyway, even if Kyler played the entire season. But even if Colt McCoy were the quarterback, for all 17 games, Hollywood Brown's going over 800 receiving yards, as long as he stays healthy. And I know he missed time last year. I believe it was a high ankle sprain for, for Hollywood or an ankle sprain, missed about six games last year, Um, somewhere in those whereabouts. As long as Hollywood stays healthy, he's smashing this number. Whether it's McCoy, whether it's Kyler Murray, it could be Jake Plummer, it could be Jim Hart, it could be when Neil Lomax, it doesn't matter. Kurt Warner, it doesn't make a difference who the Cardinals, Josh McCown, Carson Palmer, it doesn't matter who the Cardinals quarterback is. If Hollywood Brown's going to play all 17 games with Rondale Moore and the human Dorch in the wide receiving group, and Zach Ertz and unproven Trey McBride at tight end, (laughs) he's going to be peppered with targets like crazy. He is their passing offense. He goes over with ease, even if it's McCoy for 17 games. I, I like this this Hollywood Brown over. I will be betting the Hollywood Brown over.
2: I'm with you on it. I mean, this is a guy that is going to be the number one receiver in Arizona, no matter who is throwing, on a, on a Cardinals team that even if you're tanking, like even if your front office is tanking and your ownership group wants to tank, your coaching staff isn't tanking. You know, you they want to win games. They want to – you know, Jonathan Gannon wants to win games. The players want to win games. I think that, like, this is probably a team that, as bad as they may be, will be forced to throw a ton. They're not just going to run James Conner 30 times a game and be like, well, we gave it the old college try. They're going to chunk the ball around. Like, they're going to have to. Like, Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray, one of them is going to have to throw the ball. And if they do, then you're right. Hollywood Brown crushes that number. So, I mean, 800 receiving yards, we talked about it earlier. It's like, you know, when you look at, you know, 17-game season, if he plays all 17 games – he will obliterate that and easily get to a thousand yards. Um but you know, he has to play. I don't it to be Hollywood. He'll, he has to play. Just be like Dollywood.
1: Do you, ever, do you ever go to Dollywood?
2: I don't it's not like Dollywood is like next door to me, man. No.
1: No, but I, I've i been to Dollywood. Like my, my family, we went on vacation. Dollywood's uh, in Tennessee, right? Like oh. at, like the amusement park named after Dolly Parton, Dollywood. I I went there when I was like seven years old. Right. I remember being yes, pretty you, cool, actually. And there was also a Knott's Berry Farm was also in Tennessee. You ever go to Knott's Berry Farm or you know what that is?
2: Uh, Blackberry Farm in Tennessee, I've been, or no, my parents have been to, I haven't been to. I mean, I lived in Tennessee for like three years when I went to the prestigious Macaulay school for boarding school. I've been How, named an alumni. I got an alumni achievement award, actually, which is insane. Like we don't have any doctors or veterinarians, no lawyers or, you know, I don't know, post postal people. Just me.
1: Cool, cool. How'd you uh, How'd you like living in Tennessee?
2: I liked it. It was fun. I mean, it was, it was boarding school. It was high school, so it was like, yeah, it was like. What is not, boarding? I mean, it's school? like an unusual situation.
1: What is boarding school?
2: It's school, but you live there
1: oh it's like college
2: it's school but you live there like you I went and lived in Chattanooga yeah
1: it's like college
2: but you're in high school
1: right wow I don't know if that, if I would have done well doing that at like that age I don't think I would have done well I don't think I was ready to like leave home until I was actually in college I remember being the coolest thing when I was in college for the first time I don't think I would have been ready at age 14. I was like firmly in like my mother's basement era at that point mm-hmm. did not want to leave
2: it's it's not always a great idea for everyone. I would say that I knew a lot of people who went to boarding school um, and they, and who I was at NC State with, and wouldn't say that everyone did fantastic at college, is all I'd say.
1: All right. Uh, so we'll uh, be back with us coming up in a little bit here. We're going to get the, the connection fixed here in a second. So uh, Will will join us for the Power Hour. Jake's going to come on and do some baseball with us, tell us about Joey Otani and the Los Angeles Angels. We'll give you all our bets for tonight. Tyler, we'll, uh, we'll lock in a game of whatever you prefer as well. But the couple minutes we have left in the segment, I'll roll through some of the other receivers here, the pass catchers in both the AFC and the NFC West, the numbers that I find interesting. I mentioned that Hollywood, I think, is the best. The best bet on the board in either the AFC or the NFC West, regardless of quarterbacks, I think Hollywood goes and gets 800 receiving yards this year. He is going to be their passing offense, and he's really good, like, lest we forget it. I bashed him a lot over the last couple of years, mostly because, like, he's cost me some fantasy games because he drops wide open touchdowns most notably in that Ravens-Lions game a couple years ago that Justin Tucker hit like an 85-yard field goal as time expired to win the game. That one was really frustrating, but Hollywood's super talented, and he's going to get the workload, so I think Hollywood pretty easily goes over that number. The Seahawks receivers, to reiterate, DK, Lockett, and JSN. I would take Lockett over 874 and a half before I did anything with Metcalf or anything with JSN. There's a case to be made. Lockett's like just as good as Metcalf. Now, Metcalf is more of like the social media sensation and he goes earlier in fantasy leagues and he's a physical freak obviously. Lockett's like just as good a receiver as he is. In this offense with what Seattle's capable of doing this year, I like all three of these guys, but if you're going to give me Lockett about a, a 75 yards less than Metcalf, Lockett over is one that I am definitely going to be looking at. As far as the Rams are concerned, Cooper Cup, 1,224 and a half receiving yards. He's good enough, obviously, to go over on that. I guess the concern would be, Not just, like, is Stafford going to get hurt? Because, like, they could say that about any quarterback. It's more, like, do the wheels come off for the Los Angeles Rams? Like, is this going to be absolutely terrible for them? Is the offensive line going to fall apart? And is it going to submarine the season for the L.A. Rams? And In which case, maybe Cup gets shut down at some point. He doesn't play the whole year. If you knew that he was going to play the whole year and Stafford were going to play the whole year, that's an easy over for a likely Hall of Fame wide receiver, Cooper Cup. Tyler Higby, 500 and a half receiving yards. He's fine. I kind of think he's just a guy. The excitement with Higby is less about him being good and this Rams offense being good. It's more about the other pass catchers that the Rams have. And I actually think there's some opportunity here. If you think that Stafford's going to you know, be upright the whole year and play decently and the O-line could be okay. Where, you know, maybe there are some shots to take in fantasy drafts. And we'll certainly do this in the anytime touchdown market and the yardage prop market come week one when the Rams are on the road in Seattle. Some of these ancillary wide receivers and pass catchers, whether it's you know Van Jefferson who's going to be back from injury, Van Jefferson's got some talent. Whether it's Tutu Atwell, who's my hype but runs like 4-2. I'm guessing if it was going to happen for Tutu Atwell, it would have happened already. Maybe it's my guy, Lance McCutcheon. There's a guy named like Puka Anawoo on the Rams, who like I saw uh my pal Jamie Eisenberg, who was on, uh, told me to take at the end of the Scott Fishbowl, and I didn't. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. His name is, let's see. Yeah, Puka Nakua. I know a lot of people are excited about him. Went to BYU, as Tyler writes in the chat, that people are excited about this guy as maybe being like a sleeper pick this year in fantasy. All of this is to say Higby's yardage prop is only because the Rams have no one else. I don't think Higby's very good. I would never, ever make a bet on Tyler Higby over receiving yards, not this year, with the way the Rams' offensive line looks and the way the wheels could come off for them coming up this season. We have three hours down here on this tremendous football Thursday. One hour to go. That hour is the final hour. The final hour is the power hour. We will get Jake's thoughts on Shohei Otani and the Los Angeles Angels. We'll play a game of whatever you prefer. And we'll give you all our bets for tonight. Power hour, final hour, next on a Thursday with Nick Costos and Will Brinson.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or...